Hey, thanks for listening. In this episode, Chris and I work through a notional combat encounter between some Starfleet personnel and some Cardassians. Our focus here was on working through the combat mechanics and the core mechanic of 2 die 20 and providing some commentary on the choices we made and how the process actually plays out. We're going to repeat this process for Conan and Octun Cthulhu at least in the hopes that this will clear up any misconceptions that any folks have, especially those new to the system, about how to run combat in 2-die-20 games. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. So today we are going to, and this is based in some requests or based on some requests that I've gotten from Reddit and some other places. Um, we had a really good response to the Starship Combat episode that we did um, several weeks ago. And so what we're going to do is we're going to run through combat encounters, you know, with some multiple other different kinds of roles, not just combat stuff only, but we're going to run through some combat encounters in uh various two die 20 systems to make sure that everyone, you know, people are clear on how it works, you know, taking the core mechanic and combat and making it do, but also to compare the different systems. Uh, so today we're going to run through a notional combat encounter in Star Trek adventures. And then in the future we'll do one with Octon Cthulhu. Uh, maybe we'll do infinity Conan. We've got all kinds of options. And um, like I said, make some comparisons between them. Uh, where they're crunchier, where they're fluffier, and how they they fit the narrative conceits or demands of the the setting. So yeah, so we decided we're going to do a Star Trek one because in the this because unlike the other stuff, there is a box Star Trek set. In fact, there's a second Star Trek box set coming out, which looks like a tricorder. Yes, and it's so all in, original series focused, which is kind of neat. So in the the first uh, Star Trek box set, they gave you uh, characters. And some not very exciting dice, but at least so I have. Uh, I have pre-generated characters, so I have Excellent. a. <clears throat> excuse me. I have a con officer, Lieutenant Commander Lian Zhang, uh, and I have my chief of security, who is an Andorian. Uh, Lieutenant Commander can't say his first name, uh, and can't. Oh, I'll go with Zarath. There's an H in it at the start, so meh, could be right. Ooh, he has a focus on Klingon opera. Well, I'm sure that'll come in useful. Oh, absolutely. As you you know, as you you try to uh, raise the morale of those around you by singing something, and she is avian breeding. Wow, they really made sure that at least one of their focuses was never going to be useful. It, it's almost like they they wanted to make sure that like these looked like fully fleshed out, multi dimensional Star Trek characters. Yeah, but yeah, what they, I'm going to do is uh, I am going to run this short encounter. And uh, we'll see how this works out. Chris and I only established the, the the slightest bare bones of the parameters of this. So this is going to be, it's going to be all new uh, and a surprise to him. We are going to roll dice as we did during the Starship Combat episode we did a while back. So I don't know how this is going to turn out. But let's go ahead and set the stage. You have a con officer and you have the security officer. And they're in a shuttlecraft. Uh, and they have been, this is during the Dominion War. And they were moving from one star base to somewhere else, and their shuttle came under attack by a uh, a Cardassian scout ship. How's that? 
and their shuttle yeah, took some damage. Good. So now their shuttle is screaming down through the atmosphere of a planet, some class M planet somewhere near the war zone. Uh, they have evaded a Cardassian ship. However, they know that there are, um, there are Cardassian, there's like a Cardassian base of some sort on this planet. So they expect some resistance. They expect problems when they land. Uh, and once they land, they've got to assess uh, what they need to do to fix the shuttle to uh, to get underway again and, and get away. So we're going to start off with the shuttle rocketing down through the atmosphere. Your con officer white knuckled on the controls, although I don't know how white knuckled you get pressing buttons. It's not as cool as having like a, a joystick or, you know, a, anyway. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and ask that you make a, let's see. Um, I guess it depends on how you approach the uh, this. Your your shuttle is has you know suffered some damage. Do you think this would be more of a control and con or daring and con? I feel like daring would be if you were trying to do something. You know, if you're trying to evade someone or fly through the center of you know something which is daring. This is purely trying not to die. So this feels more like just straight up control. Okay, go ahead and give me a control and con, and I'm going to go ahead and set the difficulty at two. Um, because the shuttle's not seriously damaged, but you are experiencing atmospheric turbulence. Can always throw that at you. Right. So that's what I remember. So uh, unless I'm wrong, I add together my attribute to my discipline. I'm Correct. asking. I can't remember. It's been a while yeah, since you add you add your control and your con, and that becomes your target number. And you have a yeah. difficulty of two, which means you need to roll two successes in order to be at least, you know, at least uh minimally successful. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are flying a type seven shuttle. And I'm going to go ahead and say that that role, you're going to be aided by the shuttle's engines and con, trying to control your way down. So that will assist you. And it has a target number of nine. So I get a dice for them separate. I'll just roll a separate. I'll roll that you one. You get first. a single die for those, unless you would like me to roll that. Nope. They got 17. So the shuttle didn't help. All right. I have two dice, but I do have shuttlecraft. So that means if I roll equal to or under my con value, that counts twice. Yes. Correct. If you roll equal or under, to your the discipline, uh, relevant yeah. focus generates an extra success. So my discipline is four, and I do have shuttlecraft as a focus. And let's have a look at my talents. No, 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 I don't think they both. That's a one. So, yeah, that counts. So that's two. So I got 17, which doesn't count, which doesn't help. But I did get a one, which does count twice because I have shuttlecraft. So I did get two successes. Well, the one is going to give you two successes no matter what. Uh, that's a shame. But you don't get an X. So how many successes did you generate? I got, I got, I got two because I rolled oh. one. Okay, so you don't generate any momentum, but you are able to, your con officer is able to successfully pilot the thing down into a, uh, to a lightly forested area. And so you find a reasonably open space. You put the shuttle down somewhat roughly and, uh, and now you're sitting there. And just as you, just before the the, the nose of the shuttle uh, dipped beneath the, the canopy of trees, the top of the trees, you could see off in the distance uh, on a hillside, you saw uh, buildings that were clearly of like Cardassian prefab, drop on a planet and take over type things. So that's what's there. And they're very close. So one would expect that the Cardassians, if they saw you, which they probably did, will be here before too long. 
So the shuttle gets down into the glade. What do you do? Uh, I assume I need to fix the shuttle to then try and get away again. How do I work out if the shuttle... Well, do I need to do something to work out if the shuttle is damaged would be the first? Or, no, I know how that well, what I, I, I mean, I, I think in this case, I would take... I would call that a reason in engineering. And if you have a relevant focus of any kind of small craft or shuttlecraft operations, which you said you did, I think that's relevant. So reason and engineering, and uh, is that just going to be one of your uh, two characters? Well, yeah. or is the other I was going to say, can, the, can the, the chief of security help? They're not very good at either of those, but they could make it. Yeah, chief of security, I'm going to go ahead and say it's the same thing. It's, it's in this case, given they're trying to use their knowledge and their, their reasoning ability to diagnose the problems with the shuttle. So that's going to be reason and engineering. So you pick who's going to be the lead and they get, we'll get uh, the, their full two dice and um, the other one gets to assist just with the just one. the one. Okay. I will roll the correct dice. Good luck. Ah, that's correct dice. You got them. And I'm going to go ahead and, and again, say that this is a difficulty two so. um, because you don't have lots of tools and you're using the the shuttle's internal systems and the lights are flickering on and off and there's smoke coming up from a random uh, panel. So Lieutenant Commander Zarif has no useful focuses, but so they got, they've only got 10. Reason and engineering, they've got 10. Uh, I got a one for them. Uh, so that's two successes straight away. Uh, and the other guy, so, okay. so I've got engineering reason of 13. Uh, and I rolled a 10 and a 12. So I've actually got four successes in total. Okay. All right. So you generate two momentum. Uh, you can save those or you could, uh, you could, I'm going to say it's going to take you about 10 or 15 minutes to assess fully what's wrong with the thing. So you could use a momentum to cut that down cut that time down you could ask some additional questions when once i answer uh i will spend one to cut that down and i okay. will spend another one to ask do i need additional I me mean, like bits and pieces to fix the ship with um you actually don't think you you're able to diagnose what's wrong uh with um i'll say it's something that is something is burned out or damaged with the uh like the control surfaces or however the thing actually steers itself. The engine's fine, the shields are fine, but the uh, the control, whatever steers the thing, is uh, there's something wrong with that. Uh, and so you don't need extra parts. However, um, you're going to need to get outside to work on the thing. And this is a Class M planet, so you can get outside. And you think it might take, the guess is maybe a half an hour, maybe maybe a little longer if you if you make some mistakes, it's not, it, I mean, it's not a super involved repair, but it, it's going to take a little bit of time. It's not just one turn of a wrench. Okay. So, uh, the current commander Zang will go out to do the fixy stuff while Zaraf is going to stand outside with the phaser out covering her. Both hers. Okay. All right. So the thing is sitting in a field, uh, and I'll say you're in like a couple of feet of grass it may be like waist high grass, um, doesn't provide much concealment, but maybe just a little bit. And your flight officer gets up under the, you know, pops the hood and uh, crawls up under there and, uh, you know, starts working on the battery connections or something like that. And your now your your security officer standing there, you said that he has his phaser out. Uh, so she, I think actually she's realized she, that it's probably, it might be a good idea to clamber up on top. 
because then she'll have a full 360 view. Okay. Now I'm assuming that that's the kind of thing that I probably don't need to roll for because it's she's blind. No. No, you go ahead and if you want to roll, it's, I'll, I'll call it a difficulty zero. If you want more momentum, you're uh, welcome to roll for it, but you don't have to. No, I'm not going to because, yes, I could. Okay, don't want to uh, risk it. Yeah, I don't want to generate complication. It's also kind of being, being a bit cheesy yeah. as well. So. Fall and break your leg. So, okay, she gets up on top of the shuttle. Uh, go ahead, and I'm assuming she's going to yes, look around, right? Around. All right, so I'm going to call that an insight and security check. Uh at difficulty one as she's now how how is she oriented on top of the shuttle? uh i assume she's where so wait a minute, where did the where did the con officer go and did they go in like the rear or the front of like which hatch the con officer is the con officer is actually up underneath the front All of right, the shuttle. so the zarath is going to the chief security she's going to face the same that direction that's that she's going to be oriented like that but she'll be looking around all around Okay, is she standing, sitting, uh, laying yeah, down, she's, kneeling? She's standing. Okay, so she's standing up, tall yeah, she's and proud, so brave. Uh, looking around. Okay, so go ahead and give me an insight and security, and that combination I'm I'm picking because you know insight is picking up on things and intuiting things, and security is all things yeah, tactical. So I've got nine and four, so that's thirteen. Let's have a look. No, I don't think I've got anything here that's sort of looking around spotting things so i'll just uh no useful focuses uh i got a 19 so that's no good uh but not a 20 lucky uh, but i got a nine so the nine is i got one i got one success so okay so when you are up on top of there looking to the west you can see through the sparse trees uh you can see the structures those prefab Cardassian buildings in the distance and between you and there you can see because that's a little higher in elevation than you you can actually see movement through the sparse woods between you and there it appears that there are figures moving toward you are they on foot or in some kind of vehicle they're oh, on foot convenient. it's because it's Star Trek and no one has ground craft no <laughs> everyone just Never. walks everywhere <laughs> That's right. Well, they recognize that because so much in their, their society is automated that they would be horribly out of shape if they didn't walk at least some places. So everybody agreed to walk. So they're, they're walking, they're moving toward you. See them like there's, there may be three or four of them moving toward you. <laughs> Are you a four? Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm it's only Cardassians. All right. So uh, Zareth, I think it, it may be not going to stand on top. Uh, she's going to climb down and then use stand the opposite of those. It's like, uh, use the back of the. Actually, you need to shot. So I'm assuming the the rear of the shuttle is open. She's going to use like the rear wall of the the shuttle. So sort of start standing inside the shuttle, but leaning round. So she's got cover, but can see them coming. Uh, and she and she okay. warns uh, Zhang that uh, there's some Cardassians coming to be ready, but keep fixing the ship. Okay, so I'll say that the nose of the ship is pointed roughly west. Your pilot is up under the bottom of it on that side. And you're the security officer is in the back, like you said, kind of leaning yep. out, um, trying to position yourself so that you can you can see them see them coming. Um, you see some more movement, faint movement among the uh, among the trees, and I'll say the tree line is about uh, thirty meters away, so about a hundred feet away where the tree line is from the nose of the shuttle and the movement stops at the tree line and you hear 
someone yell out um, in uh, accented Federation standard to surrender. Uh, okay. So this is one thing, this will be useful because we are just winging it. So obviously Star Trek likes, like all 2D21s off the top of my head, it uses zones, doesn't it, rather than distances. So Yes. Uh, so I'll say that it, immediately around the shuttle, zone. whatever side you're on is, 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 a, yeah. is a zone. And I'll say that there is a zone between you and them. And then there is the third zone that is the tree line. That's beyond the tree line. Right. Uh, so Zareth just shouts back, uh, I am a proud daughter of Andoria. So I'm, I'm using my values. Uh, and I, I, will not, uh, I will not surrender. So basically, you yell piss off in Andorian. Uh, so I said, does Andorian a lack? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. So you tell the Cardis to piss off, and um, you see some movement, and then there is a there is a blast from uh, from the Cardassians. Let's see. It's an 11. And I'm going to go ahead and roll. Uh, it is control and security is the, uh, and there's a difficulty two for ranged weapons the front of the shuttle takes a takes a hit like disruptor discharge arcs over the the top of the ship and you can you can feel it a little bit or not you know the shuttle and uh your your flight officer is you can hear him or her or whatever trying to dig down into the dirt to uh to stay undercover and and still fix stuff now whether or not they've seen the con officer because of the height of the grass you don't know but they did fire at the front of the shuttle, and another another uh, another yep. shot comes and slams into the front of the shuttle. It's not doing much, but it's um it's keeping you uh, stuck in the back. So you talked first. We're going to say that you weren't in initiative during the 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 vocal exchange, and even the first two shots. Yeah, because there's not this there's not like a a, a pressing you know time suspense on this. So um, okay, so now we're in initiative. You go first. What uh, what are you going to do? I'm not going to jump into initiative. Ready. That is. Yeah, I think I'm just I'm going to take the ready action. So if if one of the Cardassians comes out of the tree line, then that will be the triggering thing. So I so I shoot. But obviously, if they don't, then I'm going to lose my action. But that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to ready. Okay. And what is, is your phaser set on the default of stun? Yeah, she's uh, um, yeah, they're Starfleet. Does, that, does it have another set in it? Well, you you would give me a threat if you cranked it up to kill. Yeah, it's like no, this is their Star Trek. It's, okay, you know, uh, I'll say that I'll say that looking. another another couple of uh, disruptor shots hit the uh, the shuttle and hit the uh, the dirt around you, like blowing up dirt. So there are plumes of dirt here and there. I don't know what happens when it, when a, a disruptor hits dirt, but I'll say that it causes a plume of dirt. And so it, it it really seems like they are trying to keep you keep your head down while they fire at you. But they're not leaving the tree line. How irritating. Well, you're going to have to stick your head out and look, <laughs> unless you want to try to do something else. There was still power to the shuttle, by the way. It wasn't, you didn't turn the thing off completely. Yeah, but I don't think its phases can shoot at where the, does it even have, does shuttles even have phases? It does, a Type 7 has no, uh, has no weapons. 
I was gonna even if they do, I'm pretty sure that any fall I fight like forward. So, so they put you in a war zone with a with a shuttle with no out. weapons. So who knows? I was just the first one I, that I saw scrolling through my PDF. Do you? I, I don't know. Do you want to use anything in the shuttle, like its sensors or anything uh, like that? Ooh, that's uh, well, get rid of that. Uh, yeah, she might as well quickly go and check the sensors to get a better reading of exactly how many people there are and where they are, something like that. So life signs. Uh, so I'll go ahead and say that that is. You've just got a the you're assisted by the sensors on this thing. You'll do one roll out of five. That's all it's got. And then yours is going to be in this case because you're doing it quickly. I'll say is control and science. Uh, I'll just roll my one dice for the ship. Oh, I got a two. So I, the ship gave me a success system. Uh, and Yay. control and science. That's nine. It's not brilliant. Uh, I got another success. I have two successes on my trying. All right, I'm going to say that you only had a difficulty of one because you're just trying to, it's just a simple life scan in front of you. So you've got one moment, or you got however moment, you're keeping track of that. Um, you pick up that there are two Cardassian life forms, like if the 12 o'clock position is directly in front of you, they're at like the 11 and one. And they, they are the ones that are firing at the shuttle. And there are two moving to flank at like the nine o'clock and three o'clock positions. And again, you're facing yeah. 12. Uh, so if I walk back out to the back of the ship, am I going to be able to see one of the ones that's flanking Maybe. around me? Yes. Maybe they can shoot at you too. Yeah, so she'll walk. Well, I mean, you know, hopefully I'll, <laughs> hopefully I'll get the shot first. So uh, I'll so, go yeah, ahead I, and say that, I mean, it's kind of mushy, like I said, with, with our, our use of initiative right now, but you, no one popped out. So we'll go back to we'll, yeah. we'll 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 be more firm about initiative now. We've gone back to the top of of a round. It's your turn because I'm not going to spend threat to jump in. Yeah, so I'm going to go walk, stick at walk out the back of the ship now. Now now while I'm looking, I'm going to look to the like you said there was one circling around the back. So one circle around sides. one side. I'm, yeah, I'm going to look out to the one that's kind of the left side of the the, the ship. Okay, so to were. like the nine o'clock um, position. Yeah, and hopefully I'm going to see one there. Okay, so go ahead and give me a, because uh, you're trying to focus quickly. Yeah. I'm going to say this is control and security. Okay. To, to find this person. Who do I want to spend my momentum? Yeah, I'm going to spend my momentum for an extra dice. Okay. And I'm going to say it's a difficulty two for you. Well, then I failed because I only got one. Okay. Well, you failed. All right, so you're sticking your head out, like out of the back of the shuttle, and... A shot comes at you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that you have uh, you've got some cover, and because this because of this person's disposition, so control and security is the and, and it's a base difficulty of two. Okay, uh, so I'm going to roll. Oh, lucky you! I rolled uh, I rolled one success, so it misses. But I also rolled a complication. So I'm going to say that. What's a worthy complication? I'm going to say that the Cardassian, in trying to kind of creep forward to the edge of the, the wood line over there at the nine o'clock position and fire at you, was like leaning around a tree and then took the shot at you and ended up leaning a little too far and actually fell and rolled out into the open. Nice. So, by the way, you also have, we didn't consider your con officer last round. What is your, because now you've gone. I no. Figured they were still fixing the ship. Okay. But actually, it's a good point. How much longer do they need to fix this ship? Because they might need to stop doing what they're doing. Uh, you've got, you don't, you don't know. You, uh, the flight officer guesstimated about a half an hour. 
And how long had they been fixing the ship? About four minutes. All right. Okay. So it's it's bad because they only have a phaser type one. Yeah. Which is really rubbish. (laughs) However, Um, however, your flight officer would be entirely aware of the, the, the disruptor fire on the front of the shuttle and would you know, I think could reasonably be aware of the, the fire coming from the side now. Uh, I think at this point, the flight officer might as well realize and these guys aren't going away and pop out and actually have a quick shot at this uh, guy that is that has exposed himself. Although then she's going to be up for like a whole bunch of people shooting at her, but she's in the grass. She might be okay. Yeah. You set the cover to be worth a certain amount of challenge dice and then you roll... Yeah, that's exactly it. Each instance of cover will grow a certain number of di- of cover dice, um, which basically, yes, yeah, soaks damage. We're, we're thinking about cover right here. I established that there's about three foot deep grass. Cover, as far as I'm, in terms of my mind and my life experience, you cover and concealment. They're two different animals. Concealment hides you, cover protects you. Grass is not going to protect you. It will potentially hide you. So it's not going to, I don't see using challenge dice to potentially soak damage because of grass. What I do see is increasing the difficulty by one because it's going to be harder to hit the person because they're in the grass. But if you do hit them, it's not, there's nothing in the way to cause damage. But actually, this is a good way that those, the truth rules from Acting Cthulhu make everything better because we stick to the thing of, right, there is a simple truth here. She is in the long grass, which makes it harder for her to be shot. Well, like you said, it provides no cover. Whereas the person in the back of the ship, um, yeah. she has cover as you know what makes sense in that terms of if she gets shot at, the, it might actually hit the, the wall rather than hitting her. Um, so yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, uh, she, she's going right. to be in the grass, so most of her will be hidden in the grass, but she will take a shot at this Cardassian who is uh, popped out. So it is going to be a difficulty three because the range diff base difficulty, mm-hmm. control and uh, security is the role. And the base difficulty for ranged attacks is two. No, why is it? Why is the difficulty three then? Because it's harder for you to hit because you can't see her well. Uh, ooh, well I don't like that on two dice. Well, I'm going to have to give you a point of heat, and you're going to have to track that because um. You mean threat? Yeah, threat. Yeah, sorry. I'm not not doom. Anything. Not heat. Uh, because oh, no, I don't think I'm going to hit it anyway. Uh, what was it? Control and security. Correct. Uh, well, let's roll and see what I get. Uh oh I got two. So close. So I shot, I did not hit him. Boiled. Yeah, daring and security is a melee attack. Ranged is control and security difficulty too. Yeah. Okay. So you fired, you didn't, you were not successful, but you know, a shot singes some of the grass. So now your uh you your security officer has gone one of the romulans or one of the cardassians is gone your con officer is gone so that leaves the last three of the cardassians two of them continue to fire on the front of the shuttle and the other one seeing a shot come out from under the shuttle goes ahead and takes a shot at that security and they have a target number of 13 looking for again i'm going to say three and rolled two 19s, so nothing. So this is, uh, this is turning into a bit of a, a slap fight, given the fact that you've got cover and concealment, your con officer has cover and concealment, and so do they. 
And this is not a planned engagement. No one had the opportunity to prep the ground or establish an ambush or anything like that. This actually kind of makes sense. Just a lot of free fire. Yeah, I'm trying to work out the clock because the Andorium is quite handy in uh, in melee. Hand to hand. But it's the getting there because he's still... He's, oh, actually, if he's, is he out of the trees now? Is he a zone away or is he two zones he, away? The, he, he rolled down onto the ground. Yeah, like actually rolled over. Uh, so is he a zone? Can I now remember you, you can move within close range for free. So you can, I'll say you can move like around the immediate vicinity of the shuttle for yeah. free. You can move to medium range with your minor action. And I'll say that, that I established that the space between you and like outside of the immediate environs of the shuttle, that area that leads up to the tree line is medium range. So you could move to medium range with your, your uh, minor action and then have your full, your task. Left. Uh, and his, does he count as being in that zone now? Is what I was asking. Yeah. Because he rolled out of the trees. Yeah. All right. So the, the Andorian will uh, pull out her. I don't know what this weapon is. His ice axe is, is Leon Trotsky killing a uh, climbing axe. Yeah. It just is Ushan Tor. And it's like, great. I don't know what that is though. It's like it's super, super helpful. Anyway, it's a melee weapon. So if yeah, if you're saying that's what it is, uh, so she'll uh, yeah, she'll move out with a minor action, and then she'll she'll have a hit. Okay, so that is going um, to be, now that's an opposed role. So you move. Melee is daring and security, difficulty one, and it's an opposed role. Yeah, I have no momentum, so uh, it's gonna be difficult. One, but I'm also gonna have to beat your role. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two threats. I'll just throw in threat at you. Here, Thank you. I, I want the extra dice because um, I really want to just try and do this guy in. All right, come on, girly. Uh, I have blades. Okay, so I do have a focus. So that's even better. Okay, awesome. Uh, uh, and you buy one or more dice for threat. You may re-roll your dice pool. Ooh. Lovely, which you just did. I haven't rolled it yet, so yeah, if I fluff the roll... Well, I mean, roll, but you, you bought with threat. Yeah, yeah, if I fluff my roll, uh, I can re-roll it. Uh, what is it? Daring and security. Daring and security is, oh, 16. No, that means everything hit then. I do not need to re-roll. I have four hits. Oh, well, you only had... So it's a difficulty one. Now, the Cardassian only rolled one success. You rolled four successes. Oh. And... We subtract the momentum generated from yours. No, that's right. So I get, I beat him by, so I generate three momentum and he generated none, zero. So I have three momentum left then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll just take my three from, uh, let's be very, um, actually, I'm going to keep one and put that into the pool because the flight officer is useless. So she might need that. By plus one. Yeah, let's just throw... Oh, let's just wait until I've rolled my damage dice and then see what I get. Yep, because you can always make the choice to add momentum-based damage or other things after the roll. I don't have a problem with that. All right, so uh, I have Vicious 1, so that would be nice. Let's see if I can roll some effect. Extra damage. Oh! <laughs> you rolled horribly, didn't you? No, no. I got oh. a 2, a 1, and I have 4 effects. Now, if Ooh. I'm right, an effect counts as a point of damage but because i've got vicious one they all count as an extra point so they so all count as is, two that is eight from four effects 
Uh, yeah, if my dice had been like this at the weekend when I was playing Marvel, uh, the results of my games may have been somewhat different. Uh, typical, yeah, there it mattered, and this is just uh, for, for the hell of it. Uh, so that's 8, 9, 10, 11. That's 11 damage. I don't think I need to spend any. I think this guy's uh, going down. Okay, so looking on my side, the Cardassians have 11 stress and a resistance of 1. So adjudicating this, there are 10 points of damage get through, 10 points of stress get through. Now, if a character suffers five or more damage from a single attack or hazard, after reduction from resistance, they suffer an injury. So this Cardassian has suffered an injury. Also, if the character is reduced to zero stress by that attack, they suffer an injury. That didn't happen. If the character has zero, had zero stress, that didn't happen. When a character suffers an injury, they are incapacitated and unable to take any minor actions or tasks. So you took this, um, you took this dude out. Yeah, I did. And I don't see, I don't see, and, and I think this makes sense for this case. Uh, I don't see, you know, you can avoid injury. Page 176 of the, or is it 178? Can't my my old eyes can't tell. 176. You can avoid injury by spending two momentum, but it does not say that the GM can spend two threat to avoid an injury. I believe avoiding injuries, and the way I've treated it is that avoiding injury is only available to characters, to player characters. Uh, I mean, it says many characters, including all player characters. So I'm assuming oh. that like you're kind of your, your nemesis level top. Tier okay. kind of characters probably can, but yeah, this just yeah, Cardassian cannon fodder. So yeah, he's he's down. These are Cardassian soldiers are minor NPCs, so we're going to say that they don't have the the chance to avoid an injury. So this this Cardassian soldier is taken out. They're out of the action, whether they're dead or unconscious or whimpering, whatever. Well, this guy's bleeding all over the shop, so or that they're out of the picture. Okay. So you ran and did that. Now, remind me, was that the top of the round again? Yes. Okay. So you ran, you took care of that. This dude's out. All right. So one of the card asked, actually, would you like to um, keep the initiative and have your con officer go or what? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anyone else out that I can easily see. So I think she will, I think she will ready. She will ready, and if someone else shoots, then she will return fire, essentially. Okay, like back to the, the origin of that. Okay, yes. I like that. So she readies her action, and surprise, surprise, somebody fires directly at your security officer because he's standing there in, in you know, waist-deep grass. Yeah, and probably blood because that seemed like a, a hefty roll. So. Oh, he's like rubbing it on his face like some kind of crazy like second edition D&D ranger who just killed a knoll. He's he's reveling in it. Um. Okay, so uh, now with the ready action, does the ready action does that actually jump Ooh. in order because you did ready it, or does that just does it happen more or less at the same time? When this triggering situation occurs, the character with the ready action temporarily interrupts the acting character's turn to resolve the re the the it says the reading task. Oh. Well. Probably better to be the readying task. Uh, once the ready task has resolved, events continue as normal. So, so you uh, actually. So it sounds to me like I still feel case. like they have to shoot first, though, because until that person has shot, you can't. She see doesn't it. know where they've shot from. So although that was the trick, the trick action is that they, if they come out and shoot. So until someone shoots, I don't know where to shoot back to. So I think I could, you know, if I was 
if I was power gaming this, I could argue the the rules text says that I could shoot first. The the narrative of that says that makes no sense until yeah. someone has actually fired. She doesn't know where to shoot. Right. Unless the Cardassian is an imbecile <laughs> and stands up and does like the the big straight arm, you know, aims like right over his thumb and fires at you and steps out into the open. Yeah. And shouts first. Right. Now and I shout- will shoot you. Yeah. Right. Right. But that's right. not happening because although these are uh, these are like minions, they're not morons. Right. It doesn't say moron NPC. Yeah. So okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Cardassian uh, fires at you. I'm going to say that the that that additional difficulty is that I was applying for being in the grass does not apply here because waist up, you're you're totally visible. Um, so the Cardassian fires at you, and lo and behold, uh, rolls one success, which misses because you need two, and rolls another complication for itself. Uh, so I'm going to say that something happens and the, 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 you don't know this, but that the dude's, uh, disruptor, like disrupts fizzles, runs out of its charge, whatever. Excellent. All right. He fires shoot. and misses. I'm going to shoot him. I have three momentum. So in my group pool, oh, actually, when do, when do I lose? Is it the end of the round? I lose momentum. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, screw it. Then. I'll just spend a lot i'm not losing one because i was going to leave one but if well that one's no, going to go away and that's just so that's by the way i think we've mentioned that but in a combat encounter in this game unless you expect to use a reaction during the the npc's actions if you only have one momentum the last player to go should use it just buy an extra die because you're going to lose it anyway all right, so I'm shooting. What's my difficulty? Because he's not in the long grass, but I'm assuming no. he is behind a I'm tree. Gonna just, I'm just going to put it at two. Like he's, but he's probably, he probably has physical cover from does, the... I'm going to go ahead and say that he has one die worth of cover. And remember that okay. cover is... It, it could absorb damage, so I will roll one challenge die if Chris hits. And I will if, if I roll any points, I'll go ahead and subtract that from the damage that he does. So, so luckily I'm back to control and secure. So I've got 13... I have five dice. Uh, I got three. So that is one momentum from the fight I hit. Uh, I may spend that on the damage. Let's throw my damage first. Unfortunately, I only have a pea shooter, otherwise known as a type one phaser. Um, which, I mean, having remember, look, the pictures of type one phaser basically looks like your key fob for a car. If, you know, if only your key fobs did shot lasers. That would be anarchy. Uh, oh, this is not as good. So that is four. Now remember, though, um, you can spend a momentum to re-roll any damage dice that you want. Uh, is that oh, so? That's re-roll any. It yeah. is. Uh, so yeah, rather than spending because spending one is not going to help me. It's going to be not going to do a lot. So I will spend. Well, what, that. what did you end up rolling? I've got I've got game. two twos and two blanks. So I am going to re-roll the two blanks and hope. Okay. Like because if I get, I just need something really. Uh, oh, I got an effect. So it just counts as one. So I have done five, but that's going to get reduced. Right. So you did five points of damage, but because the dude has armor, it reduces by one. Four get through, so an injury is not caused. And then you need to roll for your tree. I already did, actually. All oh, right. And thank you for reminding me, because that reduces it to only three points that got through. Oh, well, three is better than nothing. Three is better than nothing. 
Um, okay, so both of your Starfleet guys have gone. Yeah. Two of the Romulans have gone. Now two other Romulans. The other not Romulans. Why do I keep saying that? Cardassians. I blame Modiphius for this because all of their stuff so far, the Romulans have been the baddies. It's their fault that I have Romulans on the brain. <laughs> okay. So did your security did uh, not security? Did, did she stand up to fire? Uh, I mean, yes, presumably. Okay. I mean, she's still right. in so the grass. So I'll say that she's, yeah, she's with she's within view. Yeah. And so one of the other Cardassians that's up front, the ones that were blasting away at the front of the shuttle, goes ahead and fires. And so that's going to be a difficulty two. Oh, and oh goodness, she rolled three or this Cardassian, he, she, it, whatever rolled a total of three successes. That so hits. it's going to generate one moment or one threat for me. Uh, and the damage on that, I'm going to go ahead and say that you do have a little bit of cover. Um, you just have one die worth of it. Okay, I'll roll my one die of cover. You roll your one die. Oh, I got two. Yes. All right, better than a sharp stick in the eye. Um, I rolled... That's some hefty glass. I rolled a one. I rolled... Uh, I rolled two, that is, I rolled one, one, and an effect. And the effect is vicious, so that does two damage, so that's four. But I also rolled two blanks. I'm going to use that threat that I generated to re-roll those two blanks. So mean. And I'm going to get one additional effect and another blank. So I did uh, four, five, I did six points of damage to your flight officer. Is that, but then minus my two for my cover that I rolled. Correct. So four points. So that's good because that doesn't mean she does not take an injury. Right. Now, if you did take an injury in this one scene, you could spend two momentum to avoid it. So I have no momentum. <laughs> you have no momentum. So you could buy that with threat, but you don't want to do that. Okay. But well, gonna, now the other, the, the other Cardassian, that was the Cardassian at the one o'clock position that fired. So the Cardassian that's at the three o'clock positions out of the picture, the 12 and one are still there. And the three o'clock is now going to fire at your Andorian. All right. And this will be the end of the round. Uh, and I got two successes, no momentum or no threat generator rather, but two successes to fire at your security officer. Oh, so he doesn't have any cover of any sorts. Nope. Unless you count blood. <laughs> it's just firing like right across the, the, the blast goes yeah straight from like the three o'clock to the nine o'clock position behind the shuttle. Let's see what kind of damage we do. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't really want to take the injury. Nope. So let's just go back and check the word of that. Oh, uh, I could spend a point of determination to ignore the effects of an injury for the remainder of the scene. Yep. So rather than giving you threat, I have a point of determination, which I wasn't going to use because I've got nothing to track it. I'll do that. So I will spend my point of determination to just ignore that injury. Excellent. All right. So you still take the stress damage, all right? Yep. You took six points yep. of stress, but you don't suffer the effects of the injury, which means that the stress is still going to pile up. Yep. We're back to the top of the round. Again, one Cardassian's out of the picture. She's uh, going to charge, uh, I guess, the guy at like the 11 o'clock position because he must now, uh, he's again only a zone away, so into the trees uh, and have at him again with uh, the axe. I don't think I need to give you all the threat because at some point you're going to spend it all back. So I'll give, I'll give you two because I want, you know, I want, I want to make sure I get rid of it. Plus, if I get rid of this guy, there's only two left, so it's worth it. So I will give you two threat. Uh, yeah, threat, threat's the right one. 
Uh, and then you need to roll for your hopefully feeble defense. Uh, uh, I got one success. Right. So you get zero momentum. Uh, I have, oh, one of mine failed. Oh, but that one counts twice. So I got a three, a 12, a 10, and an 18. Everything but the 18 counts, and the three counts twice because my security is four, and I do have blades as a focus. So I have, again, I have four. So I've generated three momentum. You generate none. I end up with three. Yep. Um, so again, I'll roll my damage dice or challenge dice or whatever they want to call them. In, other, in this case, it's my Star Trek dice because they have a little Star Trek logo, and I have Star Trek dice. So I've got the proper ones. Yeah, my Star Trek dice. Oh, that's not as good as last time. Right. Well, I think I'll spend one momentum straight away mm -hmm. to reroll the three blanks I got. Uh, oh, that's more like it. Uh, I have two effects. So as we established last time, I've got vicious. They count twice. That's four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's 11. That's another one taking an injury. All right. So same, same result as last time you did 11 points. One point is absorbed by the armor. There's no cover here because you're right up in the dude's face. So 10 points get through. That's more than enough to cause a single injury. So this one is also taken out of the scene. The other one, by the way, when you run up is only like 10 or 15 feet from you and, uh, and is turning to fire at you. Do you want to spend a, um, well, you can spend two momentum to take an additional action at a plus one difficulty. Oh yeah. Swift task. No, I will do that. I will spend two. I will spend the two I've got since he's so close and mm -hmm. I'll hit him as well. Uh, and you can have two more threats because if I take this guy out, there's only one guy left to use it. Oh, this is wonderful. I have a ton of threat. Well, you're not going to be able to use it. So, cause they'll all be dead. Here we go. Unless the last guy goes super, just like Rambo and wrecks everyone. So you're at All a, right. uh, now this is uh, the, the difficulty. Your difficulty is two. His difficulty yeah. is only one. Uh, so I got three, 11, and 13. So that is four. Well, I have difficulty two. I've generated two momentum this time. All right. And uh, this guy generated no momentum. So you have your two. I have my two. I definitely hit him. So just hypothetically, if they both generate, as long as I, so how, how would it, how would he block essentially? Because so far I'm always getting more than you. If I if I generate zero momentum and you generate zero momentum, I would still hit him, wouldn't I? The, okay. In that case, the tie goes to the player unless I spend threat. Right. Um, can, but otherwise, can... if you rolled if you rolled more than I did, then that would be you've you've stopped me. Yes. I can't have, like I... if in the case of melee combat, the, the the base difficulty is one. We both roll, um, and you compare momentum. Obviously, if I fail and you succeed, then you succeed. If we tie, then the winner goes, the, the, the tie goes to the player unless I spend threat. Um, and if we both succeed, then it's just comparing momentum. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll just roll my damage again. Let's see if I can take out a third one. I've got two momentum here to spend. Let me do some math, see if I actually need to spend it. I have one, two effect so that counts as two so one two three four five six seven so that's going to be enough i will not bother spending any momentum on this so you did how much i got seven okay so seven minus one because of his armor that means six gets through which is more than five which means yeah. this one is also taken out of the action 
Yeah, angry growling and shouting from the Andorian, who apparently is a borderline psychopath. Yeah. Well, Very on Starfleet. The blood got up, and, and no one else is around, too. So they're not looking. Um, okay, so now it's my turn, uh, and the other Cardassian goes ahead and is not that stupid. And so oh, I've got another Starfleet guy. If you want your turn, you're going to have to spend some of that threat to jump in. No, no, you just went. Oh, do we have to say alternate? I now thought it, it alternates. Was, okay. Now, now uh, it comes okay. to me. Just, and it's so, not helpful that it's different in each one. What's that? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, when, some, like, some, are, some is all of the players. And, well, in, okay. in, um, in Conan, all players go first, and then all NPCs go, um, unless the GM uses threat or doom yeah. to jump in. The rest of them, it's all you just alternate. Okay. So you just went, and on top of that, you just went twice, which means a player, you couldn't maintain the initiative because you basically already did for yourself. Okay. So it has to switch back to me, and it's convenient that I only have one Cardassian left. This Cardassian is not stupid. And so, although you don't see this, this Cardassian dips behind a large tree and calls for reinforcements. So I am spending some threat here to call in Uh, the cavalry, the Cardassian cavalry. Um, of course, they don't turn up on horses or speeder bikes no, or anything. No, you okay. hear you you do hear over the 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 shots. You you hear a uh, like a, a barked command. Maybe someone talking into a com uh, a communicator really quickly. And what does your con officer do? Uh, well, magically fix the ship would be a good one, but that I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but they still can't fix the ship that quickly, can they? Well, I mean, the, your flight should get to work on it again. Uh, yeah. But like and incidentally, I mean, yeah. obviously we would, I would have created the, the fixing of the shuttle as an extended task and would have yeah. the, the flight officer, you know, chipping away at the work that has to be done. But I wanted to focus on the combat side of things. So um, I'm just... I think actually, because this guy's hidden, she will go back to fixing the ship. Uh, and if there's any kind of role, I've got two momentum I can spend. Okay, on, uh, it's, uh, that's going to be uh, control and engineering again. Uh, so I had two momentum, so that gives me four dice. Well, no, two momentum. Remember, your first, the one momentum buys you one uh, die. The second die costs two, so you can only buy one. Well, it's worth pointing out that I've probably been spending and rolling the wrong amount for quite a while. Okay, well, I didn't know that. I'm going to (laughs) play dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot. I'm pretty sure it wasn't until one of the recent ones came out that I realized that I'd not been doing that. Well, as Uh, long as, you know what? As long as all characters are operating by that same, it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, so luckily engineering, oh yeah, I haven't got, I haven't got four dice. I've only got so technically I've still got momentum left then. Uh, cause I rolled two, three, four and the two and the three are doubled. So I got five successes. Okay. It's a crazy one. And what have I got? When you attempt an engineering task for repairs, you may reduce the difficulty by two. Oh, oh no, this works well. If you do this, however, then the repairs are only temporary and will last a single scene. Plus one additional scene plus with momentum. So, so it might be actually that using this ability, she's fudging these repairs, but it is going to get the ship fixed very quickly and then they can take off, but they're probably, it's going to break. Okay. I can look, but, but remember what that's, that's a, that's a great, that's jury rig, isn't it? Yes. That's a great one because it enables you to create these repairs that are only going to last a single scene, but one additional scene per additional momentum spent. 
Yeah. So, so what was the difficulty? I have uh, one I'll left. say I'll say in this case because she was already working on it, knew what the problem was. The difficulty was two. Um, right. Well, so then I reduced the difficulty by two as well. So technically, I generated five momentum. So if I spent the momentum I generated, that's six seeds. So I, yeah, I can even if the difficulty was four, I've uh, I, that's enough to be able to hope we'll get the ship fixed now, finish this scene, and then the flying away scene. Okay. So I'll say that you, how, how much momentum did you spend total on the ship? I had generated five off the roll and I had one more. Okay. So you had six. Um, did you want to spend a momentum, one momentum to reduce the amount of time? Uh, yes. And we're kind of hand waving that because again, I'm not using a formal extended task track. Yeah. But okay. And so I'll just say that you are able to fix the shuttle. I'll start it up and fly out of there before the reinforcements come. <laughs> okay, so you the end of the the end of this round, uh, that other Cardassian has taken cover, and your flight officer closes up the panel, jumps back in the shuttle. Uh, what about your security officer who's standing up there in front? <laughs> yeah, in blood rage, he just forgets to get back in the ship and kills all the. Yeah, they'll they'll run back into the ship as well. They're not a complete moron. They're not a clean. Okay. All right. So they run back into the ship. And as you're closing up the ramp on the back of the shuttle and preparing to take off, you see more movement in the tree line in front of you as reinforcements come bounding, come bearing down on you. Go ahead and give me a daring and con roll to get yes. out of there. So this definitely seems like a right the time to use daring as opposed to control for taking. Yes. Uh, yes. So this is to take so off quickly. Since, since this is basically the end of the scene. Of yeah. the end of the what we're doing, um, I'm going to use her point of determination. So that okay. gives me an automatic one, doesn't it? Correct. That'll give you an automatic one, which gives you two successes automatically. Yeah. So I'll and I'll say with down. the damage, given the, the the type of maneuver that you're trying to do, you're trying to like take off, like just yeah, quickly, quickly and aggressively. And the fact that the thing is still it's fixed, but uh, I'm going to call this a, a difficulty just for kicks. I'll call it a difficulty three. Uh, right. So what was it? It was daring and, and con. Oh, and con. So I have a two and a 13. The two is to actually do. So I've actually generated five successes again. So because of the, well, actually I would have been okay with that determination, but they didn't know that. So the determination was worth, was worth spending. So I've generated so you, momentum, but yeah, I've, I've beat it. So yes. All right. So as you go winging out of the, uh, out of the clearing, Disruptor fire is blasting up out of the trees at you all around, and uh, I'll spend what's left of my threat to have a uh, as you're you're taking off and banking hard to you know up and to the left. A uh, you see in the distance from the Cardassian prefab buildings and their prefab airfield a uh, a larger like Cardassian assault shuttle <laughs> flying at you, and that's when it goes to commercial, <laughs> or something like that. Um, so what are the things about Star Trek personnel combat that, uh, that, that stands out most that I think it is worth, what do you think is worth like telling people to emphasize or, or keep an eye on? I think if any, so I, it depends a lot whether you've come from other, other role-playing games or other 2d20 games from another 2d20 thing. One of the things is that the initiative is different and the, the injuries thing is different. So some things are the same, the, the, the if you you know if you get reduced to zero stress or max stress to everyone you're looking at it uh, or five is a wound that kind of that is the same but the big difference is most of the other ones have you have wounds you can take multiple wounds and here you can't i mean there's ways around it but you basically you can take an injury 
um, and then you're out, but you're not dead. You're just out of the scene sort of thing. So that's, that's different from, um, from other 2d20 ones. Um, I think in terms of from other role-playing games is there's the momentum thing in most other ones, you know, I, I do my action. That's it. Well, in this, it's not just doing action. Like I was able to there do a second attack because I had enough momentum to attack a second person. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's other things like that for secondary target. There are ways to keep the initiative instead of doing that second attack. I could have made sure my next character went straight away. And again, most role-playing games are set up as a sort of one character goes, or there's initiative order, you know, you roll the initiative order, however it works. There aren't usually ways of sort of cheating the initiative order in most, in most role-playing games. And here there is, there is a literally a keep the initiative action where I can have my have my action and go right well my next player also gets the next action they so you kind of stay on and again you can bump damage and most systems there isn't a way of bumping down. so it's, it's from there are always differences between the 2d20 as you see most of the mistakes i made there were because it's not the same as other 2d20 systems right um but in terms of other role-playing games the big difference is momentum it's the well it's all it's the momentum and the use of threat okay it's the fact there that i was able to frequently go well i don't have a lot of momentum i'm going to give I'm going to give Jeremy a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of these tokens, which you can't see, but he probably had a stack of them, um, so that I would be able to be better at my roles. Now they didn't make any difference now, but if this was a full session later on, you've got this big stack of threat that's going to come right. back and, and bite me in the ass. So, well, like, you know, I, I think the uh, I mean, a couple of things that stand out to me is that there there are certain momentum spins that are the same in like all of the two die twenty systems, mm -hmm. all the ones that I that I play. Um, seizing the initiative as a, as a player enables you, I, you can either, there are ways to either have you go twice in a row or have another, uh, PC go immediately after a PC. But one thing that's common throughout all the systems is that if you do that, whether the GM does that and has two NPCs go in sequence or the PCs do that, you can't do it again until the other side has gone at least once. So that's one thing you you can you know you you can buck the initiative order, but um, the back and forth, but you can only do it once uh, one one time, and the other side is uh, is able to go. You can always re-roll damage dice by spending momentum. You can always increase damage by spending momentum, and then obviously there are, there are other things that you can do. I do think that it, Star Trek is interesting in that and you pointed this out that you know you you can't you can't take multiple wounds. There there isn't this you know, slog into battle and shrug off the blood and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think that takes into account that like, look, you're, you're using these high powered energy weapons for the most part. And it's not that you're dead. If you're a player character, like if you had taken that injury, you would just be, you would be incapacitated. You wouldn't necessarily be dead. What happens to minor NPCs in all of these systems, once they're taken out with one wound, then it's just it's it's the gm's decision as to whether like are they dead are they dying are they like cowering somewhere did they run away they're just out of the action i mean incapacitated or taken out i think you could use those synonymously i do think it's interesting that uh the melee combat is opposed and that the ranged combat is not and has a higher threshold to hit yeah i mean i always thought that that worked fine because it that's kind of how it should be. If you're attacking someone, they have a chance to block. Whereas in other systems where you see, depends how they do it. If what you're doing when you're defending against a ranged attack is you're actually diving behind cover, that's fine. But in most systems where they have an opposed role for ranged, 
you know, essentially what you've got, you know, every, every, everyone is Neo. Someone is shooting at them yeah. with a ballistic weapon, which breaks the speed of, or in this case, light or sound. And yet characters can avoid that with a good dodge roll. And you're just like, ah, you know, if, if you're a Jedi and you're deflecting that with a lightsaber, that's one thing. Like I said, if you're Neo, fair enough. With those two exceptions, people aren't dodging bullets or, you know, or lasers. Yeah. So you, people are missing or you're behind cover. That's kind of thing. I mean, certainly if you play, if you play something like uh, Infinity, you know, you'd expect to be, I want to be standing behind cover. It makes sense. You don't tend to see. I mean, Star Trek's a rarity where you might see people actually standing out in the open, shooting at each other with, uh, with laser weapons. Um, but you know, it doesn't tend to happen. No. So yeah, and, and the the yeah there there is an opportunity for armor, which causes which gives you a, a a degree of resistance. And then I like the cover dice actually because it takes into account, and I think this is on this is one of the more narrative sides of the system. It takes into account like the idea. I mean, I, I kind of see this as on your turn, you're you're doing multiple things, but the thing that you tell me is the the most salient thing that you do. Yeah. So. The Cardassian isn't just sitting there motionless. He's moving around. He's crawling back and forth. He's trying to get an advantage. He's trying to trying to see you better. And so the idea of rolling a cover die and having it be something that could vary based on the roll, I think makes sense. Whereas resistance based on armor, something they're wearing, that that's that's not something that's static. Yeah, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. So there we go. There we go. Um, and I think that uh, compared to, I don't, well, I don't know if I would compare this to Dune right off because of how different that system I mean, is. June, but... June would be very different. And again, Dishonored is quite different. They don't have, they, they don't have kind of the level of the momentum spends that we do yeah. in these. And neither of those have combat dice either, which is part of the reason why they don't have all the momentum spent. Right. Um, Conan again, I said, we'll try a Conan one because Conan yeah. has other things we can do in combat, namely um, displays. Yep. So we will do that at some point. Yeah, we'll do Conan, um, we'll do Doctrine Cthulhu. Yeah, and I think like I said, we'll sure. do an Acton Cthulhu because that gives us, we can have a look at, uh, at magic. Yep. And I think it's probably a good idea to Infinity at some point as well because that gives us hacking. And when you, well, they don't call it hacking, they call it info war. Um, if you have a character that has hacking, you can, take out enemies very very quickly by just disabling most of their weapons okay which makes things yeah, much that, easier so can and you that's just something that i'm not that's something that i'm not familiar with because i have never played infinity so uh i look forward to that yeah i'd have to that'd be one that we would have to read up a bet on and prep beforehand because the the rules aren't straightforward but it kind of it's a thing you can do you essentially well, can i think disable enemy weapons which then suddenly makes the combat easier well it would make it more interesting too i think it adds yeah. in a, a very thing. relevant and and appropriate kind of use of technology mm. against a high-tech enemy yeah i think that I, makes sense it also shows a legitimate reason so when we played infinity for a character walking around with like a massive broadsword because you can't hack a massive broadsword right. and it still right. hurts but it hurts a lot yeah well, all right, cool. All right, so we will go ahead and we'll talk about either Conan or Octoon Cthulhu for a next combat playthrough, and um, and we'll we'll plan that out and we'll we'll do that in a future episode. Oh, I could actually use Conan. There you they go. Stat, they stat him in every book. Yep. 
Okay. All right. Cool. All right. We'll do that. So actually, let's do that next time. I don't need to have multiple NPCs then. I can just have Kona. You let me know which Conan the whatever. You can be Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Mercenary, Conan the Middle Manager, Conan the, 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 the Flower Shop Owner, whatever. You go ahead and pick Conan the Witch you want. You tell me, and then I'll put together a sea of baddies that he's got to wade through. Be easy. Okay. All right. Works for me. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.